Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Undertaken this adventure from which no one escapes without receiving shame or death. Now Eric hears what pleases him, and begs we've read not to be grieved, saying, Ah, fair sweet friend, permit that our lodging be made in the town, and do not be disturbed. It is time to halt for the night, and so I trust that it will not displease you. For if any honor comes to us here, you ought to be very glad. I appeal to you, conceding the adventure that you tell me just the name of it, and I'll not insist upon the rest. Sire, he says, I cannot be silent, and refuse the information you desire. The name is very fair to say, but the execution is very hard, for no one can come from it alive. The adventure, upon my word, is called The Joy of the Court. God! There can be nothing but good in joy, says Eric. I go to seek it. Don't go now and discourage me about this or anything else, fair gentle friend. But let us have our lodgings taken, for great good shall come to us of this. Nothing could restrain me from going to seek the joy. Sire, says he, God grant your prayer that you may find joy in return without mishap. I clearly see that we must go in. Since otherwise it may not be, let us go in. Our lodging is secure, for no knight of high degree, as I have heard it said and told, can enter this castle with intent to lodge here, but that King Ephraim offers to shelter him. So gentle and courteous is the king that he has given notice to all his townsmen, appealing to their love for him that any gentleman from afar should not find lodging in their houses, so that he himself may do honor to all gentlemen who may wish to tarry here. Thus they proceed toward the castle, passing the list and the drawbridge. And when they pass the listing place, the people who were gathered in the streets in crowds see Eric in all his beauty, and apparently they think and believe that all the others are in his train. Marveling much, they stare at him. The whole town was stirred and moved as they take counsel and discuss about him. Even the maidens at their song leave off their singing and desist as all together they look at him. And because of his great beauty, they cross themselves and marvelously they pity him. One to another whispers low, Alas, this knight who is passing is on his way to the joy of the court. He will be sorry before he returns. No one ever came from another land to claim the joy of the court who did not receive shame and harm and leave his head there as a forfeit. 
Then, that he may hear their words, they cry aloud, God defend thee, knight, from harm, for thou art wondrously handsome, and thy beauty is greatly to be pitied, for to-morrow we shall see it quenched. To-morrow thy death is come, to-morrow thou shalt surely die if God does not guard and defend thee. Eric hears and understands that they are speaking of him through the lower town. More than two thousand pitied him, but nothing causes him dismay. He passes on without delay, bowing gaily to men and women alike, and they all salute him too, and most of them swear with anxiety, fearing more than he does himself for his shame and for his hurt. The mere sight of his countenance, his great beauty and his bearing, has so won to him the hearts of all that knights, ladies, and maids alike fear his harm. King Evrain hears the news that the men were arriving at his court, who brought with them a numerous train, and by his harness it appeared that their leader was a count or king. King Evrain comes down the street to meet them, and saluting them, he cries, Welcome to this company, both to the master and all his suite. Welcome, gentlemen, dismount. They dismounted and there were plenty to receive and take their horses. Nor was King of Rain backward when he saw a need coming, but he straightway saluted her and ran to help her to dismount. Taking her white and tender hand, he led her up into the palace, as was required by courtesy, and honored her in every way he could, for he knew right well what he ought to do, without nonsense and without malice. He ordered a chamber to be scented with incense, myrrh, and aloes. When they entered, they all complimented King Evrain on its fine appearance. Hand in hand they entered the room, the king escorting them and taking great pleasure in them. But why should I describe to you the paintings and the silken draperies with which the room was decorated? I should only waste time in folly and I do not wish to waste it, but rather to hasten on a little. For he who travels the straight road passes him who turns aside. Therefore I do not wish to tarry. When the time and hour arrived, the king orders supper to be prepared. But I do not wish to stop over that, if I can find some more direct way. That night they had in abundance all that heart desires and craves, birds, venison, and fruit, and wines of different sorts. But better than all is a happy cheer, for of all dishes the sweetest is a joyful countenance and a happy face. They were very richly served, until Eric suddenly left off eating and drinking, and began speaking of what rested most upon his heart. He remembered the joy, and began a conversation about it, in which King of Rain joined. Sire, says he, it is time now to tell you what I intend, and why I have come here. Too long I have refrained from speech, and now can no longer conceal my object. I ask you for the joy of the court, for I covet nothing else so much. Grant it to me, whatever it be, if you are in control of it. In truth, fair friend, the king replies, I hear you speak great nonsense, this is a very parlous thing, 
which has caused sorrow to many a worthy man you yourself will eventually be killed and undone if you will not heed my counsel but if you were willing to take my word i should advise you to desist from soliciting so grievous a thing in which you would never succeed speak of it no more hold your peace it would be imprudent on your part not to follow my advice i am not at all surprised that you desire honour and fame but if i should see you harmed or injured in your body i should be distressed at heart and know well that i have seen many a man ruined who solicited this joy they were never any better for it but rather did they all die and perish before to-morrow's evening come you may expect a like reward if you wish to strive for the joy you shall do so though it grieve me sore it is something from which you are free to retreat and draw back if you wish to work your welfare therefore i tell you for i should commit treachery and do you wrong were i not to tell you all the truth eric hears him and admits that the king with reason counsels him but the greater the wonder and the more perilous the adventure the more he covets it and yearns for it saying sire i can tell you that i find you a worthy and a loyal man and i put no blame on you i wish to undertake this boon however it may fall out with me the die is cast for i shall never draw back from anything i have undertaken without exerting all my strength before i quit the field i know that well the king replied you are acting against my will you shall have the joy which you desire but i am in great despair for i greatly fear you will be undone but now be assured that you shall have what you desire if you come out of it happily you will have won such great honor that never did man win greater and may god as i desire grant you a joyous deliverance end of part three eric and a need by chretien de Troyes, translated by w w comfort Eric and a Need by Chrétien de Troyes, Part Three, translated by W. W. Comfort.